no, why is that lady got to yell at me every time? But anyway, in the field radio, 91.3 FM, VKR gives the independent radio on the air and I'm here with Miss Lady D. Finally. What's going on? And the Siri lady's yelling at us, telling us that we're recording like we don't know. I feel like she switched up the phrase. You know what, though? I kind of missed her voice because it's been so long since we've been able to record together and I've had to do monologues that I almost I almost welcome her yelling at us like that. Yay. I miss recording. I, I, you know, I took this tasking and everyone's like, you're going to love it. There's a lot of traveling and no like i i would rather just be able to unpack my stuff and be working at a place for six months not like yeah i'm chilling and then it's like the night before it's like hey pack your stuff you're about to go over here and then oh my god that's how you're about to get back yeah like it was just like figure i went to like four countries in like 24 hours and it was like figure out how you're gonna get back now I was like, oh, okay. Well, and keep in mind, you signed up for Alaska and ended up with this nonsense. Yeah, I just everything. But it's been a really great experience. And, um, you know, at I least like I the optimism. that I've done this. And, and that's it. But I don't need to do it again. I know that. <laughs> well, and you've been a part of some, like, history book stuff going on out there. So, you know, that that's really interesting, too. And um, for me being over here, because I mean, our listeners don't know, they don't get to hear from you, you know, daily like I do, but it's like crazy seeing stuff happening on the news and then hearing your perspective of like what's actually happening on the ground and how you feel as a person. Because I feel like sometimes uh, the news does a good job of telling us maybe that there's some craziness happening, but not really on a human level of what people are actually going through over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Hey, you know, I never edited that video when I had that nice chat with that CNN lady. So I'm definitely. Yeah, gonna, we got to. I got to touch that. that. Put that out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <clears throat> but I think I could talk about it now because I'm not there anymore. I think that's. Oh, OK, I didn't know if you could talk about it. I, I didn't know either, but I think I saw people post stuff and I guess it's OK. Like as long as you're not still currently there then Mm -hmm. it's okay (laughs) so i guess let me see well it's sunday so yesterday was september 11th and so 10 years ago i was 10 i mean 20 years ago i was 10 and my dad was like mta bridges and tunnels and was like down there working. oh no really yeah and was like working every day because remember, then they were like checking all the trucks that went on the bridge. Like, yes, they were yeah. afraid of everything. So it was just madness. And I didn't even see that guy for like weeks. And we would drive over certain bridges and you would see the smoke from the Twin Towers. Like for I don't know how long that smoke was there. It like did not clear. No. Yeah. I went down in November and it was still smoldering. Yeah. So. That's 20 years ago. So you think about me, I'm like scared for my dad. Like, oh my God, he works there. Like, what's going to happen? And then, so now I'm 30 and I went to Afghanistan to close Kabul. <laughs> and he was like Which- scared for me. So it was just crazy how that all came, a- came around. And um, I was thinking about you too the other day because on the 
anniversary of 9-11, I happened to be watching the Netflix documentary that they just dropped. And that's more of like a deep dive into like Al-Qaeda, how they began, like why they hate us, um, things that the government did and didn't do around that time, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so it's more of like a deep dive into the whole thing instead of just like some planes crashed into stuff. Because I think a lot of the documentaries that you normally see on the history channel for that day they kind of just focus on on that aspect of it and so it's more of like a narrow scope of what actually happened because it was actually a lot bigger than 9-11 they had actually foiled some other plots by terrorists to, to that were terrorist cells that were trying to do some other stuff before that and after that so they pulled that off but the it, it really could have been a lot worse at the time Right. But one of the things that they like started with immediately was Afghanistan and Kabul. And I'm like, this was happening in the late 70s. -hmm. It was happening in 2001 and it's still happening in 2021. Yeah, I think they they drove like a truck into the Twin Towers, like in what was that, 93 or something like that? In 93. Yeah. Can we talk about one of the one of the city girls tweeted out something to the effect of how did Biggie know they were going to blow up the World Trade Center, not knowing that it also happened in 1993. And that made me sad for humanity. Oh, my goodness. It's really weird to see like a generation of people who don't know stuff. And the thing is, though, I feel like when I was younger, I still knew stuff about the generation before me like that's like me being my age and in the 90s or early 2000s r kelly was had a tape and everything like that and that's like me being like i had no idea like that's literally <laughs> how <laughs> close well, it so is like, I, how do you not know i actually flew yesterday on 9 11 and i would definitely be lying if i said that I w- you know, it was a peaceful experience internally because you always have in the back of your mind, like, what if this happens again? But then flying on the 20th anniversary, it's like, if this is going to happen again, it's probably going to be this milestone. You know what I mean? So it-, it was a little weird to begin with. And then we were on the plane and everything was fine. And I was looking at some of the comments um, on one of the online blogs. They had posted like a remembering 9-11 thing. And some of the people commenting on it were like, I wasn't even born with this when this happened. Why are we talking about it still? And it's not that big a deal. And that would be like our generation saying F Pearl Harbor. We would never even think to do that. It's, yeah. you know, and 9-11 was obviously much more catastrophic than, than Pearl Harbor was. And I just can't imagine being like, that's not that big a deal. Like 3000 people lost their lives. It's not, it's nothing, no biggie. Like that was pretty gross to me. I, you know what? Similar to that. I saw people like this many people died from COVID yesterday, like more than nine 11. Like, no, that's not, that's not what we're going to do here. No. <laughs> you know I was what? Like, though, this so- ain't it chief. Mm-mm. I was thinking about that was another thing I was thinking about yesterday with the whole 9-11 thing and then COVID on top of it, especially flying yesterday, because you're sitting there in your face mask and your hand sanitizer. And you know what I mean? So you're thinking about that, too. And I was thinking how much the world changed after 9-11 and how much the world 
is now changed and will change because of COVID. And I think that COVID is the next serious event that we've had to live through where it's like, on this day, I woke up and everything was regular. And I woke up the next day and it will never be normal or regular or how we used to live again. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's too much, y'all. If it's ever going to end, I I don't really understand it that much because, like I said, there's a bunch of other diseases and other things that like affect people, um, like in mass numbers. So, and there's always going to be things that affect people in in mass numbers. So I'm not I'm not really sure how to think about it moving forward except for to try to be cleaner and more conscious I guess but yeah I don't think we need to compare catastrophic events no no, they're both terrible (laughs) end of story yeah like they're awful yeah but okay have (sighs) you ever seen like the South Park episode with like the Mexican Joker where they're like the it, it was Mexican Joker where it's like it, like the Joker became the Joker because of bad stuff no. that happened to him, right? So it was an episode where, you know, they were bringing light to the ICE, like separating families or putting kids in these places or whatever, the detention centers. And Carmen was like, well, if you treat these kids badly or what have you, one of them is going to grow up and be like the Joker, so you're going to create the Mexican Joker. Oh, my God. Yeah. So and I see tweets like I saw tweets today where, you know, people are like, remember 9-11? And then there was this girl that was like, you know, from of Middle Eastern descent and was like, you know, I was in class and my history teacher asked me to leave the room when this happened or like the day after it happened. So my classmates could grieve peacefully. So, yeah, I remember. So there's a bunch of kids and a bunch of people who went through a whole bunch of stuff because of what those terrorists decided to do because they're of the same descent. Wow. (laughs) So it's just a never ending cycle of like foolishness. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. That's the unfortunate part. So, you know, that's why I was just like on Facebook. I was just like, you know, God bless everyone. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, everyone's hurt. Like, everyone got hurt. It impacted. Well, it impacted the world. It it really impacted the world. It's like, how do we follow that up now? I don't even know. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, it's crazy that like. 20 years later we're still having these types of conversations surrounding that event and how much like when you actually sit down and think about it how much changed how how much sadness it brings how heavy an event it was and how again the world was changed forever it's just like it's almost too much for your brain to comprehend yeah but i think we should get into some music and then get into this autism interview because he definitely has some dope energy. And I think that is a good way to come back from the heaviness that we just talked about. And then when we come back for the outro, we can talk about some lighter things. How does that sound to you? For sure. All right. So let's get into some music. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome back to In The Field Radio. I'm Aaron Boogie. I'm here with Eltism. We're actually in the building this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eltism. Adworld E. Boogie. We haven't had an interview in person in a long time. I think Too Humble was the last time. Thanks to COVID, everything's been on Zoom. Yes. So for those who don't know, who is Eltism? Eltism, an artist from New Bern, New York, born and raised, straight from the street, giving you a story through music. That's Eltism. Adworld. What was an early Eltism like growing up? Oh, I was really into school. I was into sports. I was, I, I, personally, I got to say I was a good, I was a good kid. Yeah. You balanced that out with the streets, though. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I balanced out street because, you know, growing up, I think when I was a kid, it was like things I think I should have had I didn't get. And then, you know, I, I felt temptation into the streets. And what age was that that you oh, started getting into all that? 13. Okay, so real young. Yeah, real young. And talk about how the Avworld phrase came about. Oh, the Adworld, Adworld phrase came about. I, I brought that that um, Adworld um, phrase when um, we have we had generations of the Ab. So it was like before I came to the block, I, I grew up watching other generations on the block, and it was like first it was the Ab Boys, then it was the Ab Crew, and then we had other divisions. So I said, you know what, we're gonna and since I was the only one in, on the block at the time, actually emceeing rapping. I said, yeah, we're gonna make this Ab World. So no matter what part of the Ab you're from, you under this umbrella. When what? How old were you when you started rapping? Uh, I was probably I started rapping. I was like my first year in college, so okay. I had to be like seventeen. So you were a little 18, bit older. Yeah. So you were on the streets, but also in college. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't really hear too much of that. Yeah, I got a scholarship playing basketball, so I went to college. Yeah. What college did you go to? I went to SUNY State University of New York in Delhi first, and okay. then I went to uh, New York Institute of Technology. And around that time, you had the Hood Classics out, It's That Leak Leak, and Get Your Drink On? Yes, yes, yes. But you didn't get to realize the full potential of those. So talk about a little bit about what happened back then. Oh, well, um, the Leak Leak came about because of me running the streets, you know. Um, I started smoking weed in college, and then, you know, when I was running the streets, you know, I dabbled a little bit into um, the Leak Leak, which is Angel Dust, Sherm. And um, in that process, I came up with a um, song, which was supposed to have been a warning to people not to not to smoke it <laughs> but it turned out to be an anthem so you know but in the anthem if you listen to the song very closely i'll tell you um deletely having having brothers butt naked in the street so if you hit it use precaution <laughs> so right after that is when you got locked up yes i got locked up running the streets you know how that is you know so we actually have a really large incarcerated population that listens to this show yes so this is something i want to talk about a little bit more how long were you locked up for I was locked up for seven years. And what was the hardest lesson you learned during those seven years? I'm not as important as I thought I was. <laughs> really? That yeah. was the lesson? That was the lesson. You're not as important as you think you are. The world is bigger than you, and you're here for a reason. And it's not just to be selling drugs in your community. It's not to be running around here acting wild in your community. It's bigger than that. The picture's bigger than that. And shout out to our listeners behind the walls. Uh, I know there's a lot of you. So is there any positive messages that you could send to our incarcerated listeners? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, don't ever think that your life is, is over because you're incarcerated. Actually, I looked at it as, and I think you should look at it as, that God is making you stand still. If you was in the street, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And that's why the album's name Focus or Fold, because you're in the street. If you're not focused, you will fold and be behind them walls. And while you're behind them walls, this is God sitting you down and letting you know, I'm giving you a chance to get it right. I'm giving you a chance to know yourself better and understand. And this is another way, uh, whatever... You think it's so important while you run in the streets? When you locked up, you realize it ain't that important. What's important is your health, your goals, your vision, and your family. 
I think that's beautiful. So from the time you started hip hop, you got locked up, you did the seven year bid, you came home. How had hip hop evolved in that time? Oh, when I came home from just just speaking of the ad world on my block, I, when I left, I was like only one rapping. When I came back, we had <laughs> we had some good rappers, and I was like, oh, you rapping too, you rapping too, you rapping too. I was like, yeah. So, but I wasn't trying to rap anymore, but I was supporting all all my all my brothers that was rapping. You know, I wanted them know that I'm not here to rap, but I see what you're doing, and and just because I'm not rapping doesn't mean I don't have love for hip hop, and I have love for you, so I'm gonna support. So, who are you listening to right now? Right now, who I listen to right now, Ad World. <laughs> nah, because I say that, that means I'm listening to my man, Dope Coley, I'm listening to my man, Meaty Bone, listen to my man, Busy. Nah, but besides that. Meaty Bone is the In The Field Radio alumni. That's right, that's right. He, he caught the pandemic uh, Zoom interview, though, so we got to have him come back on the show. No doubt, but besides Ad World, who I'm listening to, I got to say, I'm listening to them locks. I'm listening to the locks. <laughs> Jada, what up? Versus did so much for their career. Yeah. That versus battle with Dipset, and then when Jada went up against Fab, like their streaming is up on uh, like several hundred percent. Yes, yes. Basically, what he just did is just show the world what they should have already known, <laughs> and introduced them to the younger generation That's too, right. which is dope. Exactly. So talk about well, first shout out Miyagi, but talk about reigniting your passion for hip hop. Oh, reigniting my passion for hip hop came came with on um, the the track um North Maria Massacre with Miyagi. Unusual suspect came to me and like, yo, we cannot do no Ad World or North North Miller track without Tism on it. And I respect my brother for that because, you know, he didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? I know there was younger MCs in my block was like, oh, you really want to go get him? Like, he rhymed like, uh, he, he rhymed before us. So, like, Miyagi like, nah, you can't do no track without Tism on that track. And so I made sure when I got on that track for Miyagi and for my boys, yeah. <laughs> Is that when you started recording for Focus or Fold? Yeah, soon I got soon I got off that track and not even that track. As soon as I see myself in that video, I'm like, I'm back, <laughs> I'm back. So Focus or Fold is out now. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great about it. I'm feeling great. Everybody, you got to go get that Focus or Fold on all platforms. Eltism and Ad World, Focus or Fold. Yeah, you'll love it. There's no skips from beginning to the end. And what did it mean to you to be able to include those classics that you had put out previously that Leak Leak and uh, Get Your Drink On? Because you weren't able to do much with them prior to being locked up, but now here you are getting a second chance to show those uh, records to the world. Oh, yes, yes. I I, I made sure that um, each one of them classics was on there because, first of all, I like to see myself a lot, and there wasn't no videos back then. I didn't do no <laughs> videos. So when I did a video for them, I was like, yeah. But... um. Basically, I just want to make sure, when I did Focus of Four, I don't want to make sure I didn't do no solo album. I want to do an album with my brothers. All my brothers that was out there rapping on, on Av World, I want to make sure we did a, a collective album because um, at the end of the day, you look back five years, ten years from now, we all going to be glad we did this. And within that, I wanted to make sure I put them classes in because um, that's what started me off. What do you want fans to get from the project? I want, what I want the fans to understand from this project is this project right here is basically the first stepping stone of me telling my life through music. So I'm on a block right now, and um, that's why you hear Focus of Four and everything here on this album is us going through what we're going through on the block. We're telling our stories from the block, and, um, and you got to understand that this is these are kids who are um, trying to find their way. These are kids who are going through life, and um, basically it's a lot of distractions out there when you run in the streets and that's why we named it Focus of Fold because when you're out there, you might have goals and stuff, but if you're not focused, like my case, I wasn't too focused and I didn't really get the chance to do the things I wanted to do in hip hop because I got caught out there doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing and I wasn't focused and that's why my dreams at the time was folded and I was behind bars. But we back. 
And you guys started a record label. Yes. Yes. Avro Music, we up in there. Unusable Suspects, we up in the building. Who's on the label? On the label, uh, Avro Music, me. Unusable Suspect, you gotta ask me, I get out there. He like keeps secrets. He will, he's right behind you. Tell us <laughs> secrets. <laughs> he ain't getting none. He ain't getting none. <laughs> me, I get like, yo, wait till we drop it. You'll hear it. But also on the Adware Music, we got Johnny Stacks. He also an artist on there. We got um, Puka. He's a um, he sing R and B. He's on there. Brothers on there sing R and B. And so far, that's what we got right there. What do you got? What are your goals with the label? Uh, the goals of the label is basically we got um, like I said, um, me personally, I'm putting out music and I'm, I'm basically gonna tell my life story through the music. So my next album, which would be my solo album, that would be called Duality, and that and that that'll be a change. That, that, I'm not just on the block. I'm basically trying to get off the block and try to figure it out. So basically, I got one foot still on the block with one foot off the block, and I'm trying to go in another direction because I know I'm much more mature, and I know that the street life is not where it's supposed to be at. So duality, you're going to get the bad and the good, the light and the dark, the pros and the cons, the yin and the yang. Yeah. Are you recording that now? Yeah. Basically, we right now, we're getting the beats and the tracks together, and we're getting okay. the lyrics together, but we're we going to be in there real, real, real soon. You're going to need but right a, now we push a tight focus music beat on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we definitely could do that. We definitely could do that. I would love that. I'll collaborate with everybody, anybody. Let's get fifty songs on the album. I don't care. <laughs> um, oh man, I forgot what I was just gonna ask. All right, well, if you could collab with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. But I gotta go straight for the real. I got Tupac. Okay. The Tupac and why? Because um, he tells his story. He tells his story. Unapologetically, unapologetically, and he tell the story truthfully, and he tell the story. Um, he, he gives you the raw. It ain't no uncut. It ain't nothing. That's what I'm trying to do with Focus of Fold. We just gonna give you the raw. We want you to listen to it and just understand where we coming from. Rest in peace, Tupac. Rest in peace, Tupac. If you could collab with any producer, who would it be? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Producer, 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 producer. We're a producer focused platform. We yeah. try to give them their shine too. No doubt. I gotta go with I gotta mm, 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 Same mm. all. It doesn't have to be one. Okay, okay, cool. We got Kanye West in the button. You gotta get Kanye his, 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 his we gotta give um Did you like the album? I, I'm, I'm Kanye, Kanye, yeah, Kanye got me messed up right now because you know you gotta you gotta manifest that. You gotta sit down, listen to that. You can't <laughs> catch that one time. Yeah, we we got um Timberland. I would like to do something with Timberland too. Timberland definitely somebody I would like to do something with. Um, there's so many producers out there to do something with, but um, them two is definitely one of the main ones I would like to do something with. All right, here's the deep question. If you could go back to the start of your musical journey, what advice would you give yourself? Stay focused and never give up. And you don't need to do nothing else but make music and just stay focused. I like that. What are some goals you have for yourself this year now that the world is starting to open back up? Basically, basically stay focused in this music. Um, try to get my family, my ad world family, um, through this through our ad world music, um, our, our label p- pumping. Uh, we also got um, a book coming out called um, Family Reunion. That's basically telling you my life story through um, running from the, running 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 to the street and realizing that thinking that the street is your family, but when it all comes down to it, family is only family. When is the book coming out? The book should be dropping like next year. Around this time. I definitely need a copy of that. Yes, yes. So talk a little bit about that. Um, I really wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to drop that bomb. Um, yeah. How is it working on a book? 
Oh, just like just like we tell, just like I'm telling my story through music. I'm just gonna tell my story through a, a straight straight book, and it's basically gonna come from from being a young kid, um, going through moms on addicted to drugs and um, trying to figure it out, and and then you know you just frustrated, so you run to the streets and you and you mad at your family because you know you don't really understand what being a parent is until you're a parent, and then you and then when you once you once you become a parent, you realize that, that job is not easy. But when you're a kid, you just being spoiled, you just think you want everything. And um, I was kind of upset, you know. I felt like I was I didn't I, I didn't beg to be born, so you should take care of me. I tell so, my mom that all right, the time. Right. So then I ran to the streets and like, you know, this is this is my family. But then when it's all said and done, when you're locked up in jail, you reflecting. Nah, family's your family. That's exciting. That's really exciting. So are you writing it or do you have somebody writing it for you? Are you working with a publisher? Nah, I'm writing it and then um uh, Ardelli, which is behind you. Shout out to her. She'll take care of it. Yeah, shout out to Ardelli Uncivilized Truth. Like, so who produced on the project? Yeah, yeah. We well, we only got two great producers. And we, and the first one we got is Rich Morris. Rich Morris from the Retreat Studio. Killed it. He killed all the tracks. And he's very he, he's very musical. He's very very in tune with whatever you want want to do. And he makes you come in, come in with a song. He makes the beat on the spot. And then we got my boy Raps. My boy Raps is definitely in there. My boy Raps killed it. Shout out me. Raps. Yeah. Them two right there. They um definitely looked out for me. They definitely took care of me, and they definitely took care of the project. Those are the only two? They're the only two. After, after oh, I, shout out Rich. He's a little bro. Yeah. After, 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 I got with, after I got with Rich and Raps, I ain't need nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them have been on the show, too. They're in the field radio alumni. No doubt. In the field radio alumni. I just made it. Put me on that wall. I'm in here. All right. So shout out your socials and let the people know where they can find you. And then shout out the collective, too. All right. You can catch me on IG at L.T.I.S.M. IG L.T.I.S.M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up there and follow me, too. Follow my follow what we're doing out there on Instagram at L.T.I.S.M. You can also um, catch me on, on Facebook with my real name, which is Leatress, L-E-A-T-R-E-S-S. Last name, Tice, T-I-C-E. Yes, you can catch me up there on both of them. Um, you also can um, catch me on on all platforms and count that focus the full altism. Oh, YouTube. Make sure you go to YouTube and catch me on that altism too. You got to go on YouTube and catch me on that altism. Yeah. You catch me on user suspects too. Okay. We're going to get into some altism and we'll be back. Welcome back to In the Field Radio. I'm Erin Boogie here with Miss Lady D. What's going on? And we just want to give a special birthday shout out to our WBK, our brother, DJ Tech One. Yeah, he holds it down at two o'clock on Thursdays. Make sure you tune in. Happy birthday, Tech. Yo, oh. I don't think that I could stress enough that we would not be where we are without him. We love Tech. Remember in the beginning, we were like, we don't know how to do this. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> what I'm board. saying. Like, we couldn't even get onto the air in the beginning without <laughs> Tech One. So if it wasn't for him, we would not be anywhere near where we are today. And possibly not even on the air. Yo. Yo, why well, remember our training? To, they um, were like He wanted me to check the prices for Cuban links out here. He knows what time oh it my is God. in the Middle East. He's like, yo, how much are Cubans? That's actually a good idea. See, Tech always he's always <laughs> dropping gems. I was like, that's all I ever buy out here. Some people build cars for themselves, some people buy gold. <laughs> 
oh yeah yo can you bring me back like a rolls royce or something from there on discount no they only do the best i can do is a dodge charger or a camaro you that's what we do in the I military <laughs> i don't want none of those that's why i'm Listen, not building we pulled up cars. to our hotel in miami and there was a rolls royce uh parked out front and i was like you know what i'm in the right place oh my god was it pretty yeah it was white and then when we left it was a lamborghini parked out front oh my god we live the good life over here let me tell you yo when i go to vegas i think i'm gonna do the thing i think i'm gonna do the thing where i rent a luxury car because the trip is paid for already so by the time it's time for me to go all i gotta do is rent a luxury car you know what? I thought about doing that one time when I went away and the price I was going to rent an M3 for the day. And the price of the M3 for the day was the same amount of money as it was for me to get a white gold, rose gold and mother of pearl ring. And so I got the ring instead. Oh, oh my God. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could drive this car and look really cool for a day or I could wear this ring forever. And I choose the ring. Yeah. See, this is why I always choose jewelry and I never feel bad about it. I'm like, I invested. Same. <laughs> See, for me, especially now, like having a German car, I don't know if I would rent something like that or if I would just be like, I'm going to wait till I can buy this. Oh, yeah. You have a Beamer. Like I have a Nissan Altima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the Nissan Altima is posing as a... Uh, infinity it's like a fake infinity well now when you come back you should trade in the ultima and get a beamer and then we could be twins i, I would never get a beamer why i want a mercedes oh we'll get that then yeah or cadillac yo those cat the newer cadillacs they look like straight spaceships that's what i'm saying and they have like coops Although, let me tell you about how my mom has a Subaru Legacy. It's a 2021. And even that's like a spaceship. And then I, you know, like Beamers are known for like their like classic look or whatever. And I get in my Beamer and I'm like, I have one tenth of the buttons you do and no screens, none of that cool stuff. There's screens in the Subaru? What? Like touch screens and they're huge. Oh my God. Stop. Because I might yes. get that too. Because aren't those things safe? Like yes i love it i had put it in there i had like five Subarus in a row i love them but I, by the time i got the beamer i was like re just ready for something different and then i was like i'm depressed and the only thing that will make it better is a white three series so i made it happen and it did it made me feel better oh my god yeah yeah i said i wanted like a mercedes or a Cadillac, and Ontario said that I was ghetto or stereotypical. Oh my god! It was like black person. I was like, sheesh. But I like <laughs> the way they look. I don't know. Maybe I'm genetically predisposed. I have no idea. Oh my but. god! Who says that? <laughs> she said I'm genetically predisposed to loving Cadillacs or Mercedes. But hey, I wanted a Mercedes and then my parents got one and like the electrical problems were unbelievable. That car was in <gasps> the shop more than it was on the road. But I'll tell you what, my sister totaled their car and they got it was old. I was like, there's no way. And they still got over 10K, I think, for the car, even though it was that old. 
Wow. Yeah, I was impressed. It definitely holds its value well. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about Pledge Drive. Pledge Drive. So if you guys really love our show and all of the programming content on WBKR, we need you to open your wallets and gift us for Pledge Drive this year. Pledge Drive ran from September 7th to September 13th, so the last day will be when this episode airs. But the good thing is is that you can give outside of that window. Um, All you have to do is go to the WBKR website and download the pledge form. You fill out the form and you can mail it to WVKR Gifts at 161 College Avenue, Box 725 in Poughkeepsie, New York, 12603. And depending on how much you give, there's some sweet swag that you will get back. So, you know, that's how this uh, radio station runs. And we we appreciate all of our listeners um, that you guys tune in and that you give every year and that you help support our budget that helps keep us on the air. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Should we send them some swag? I feel like maybe we can give them the, the AirPods cases. I think we have some magnets left too that we could definitely get out yeah. to people. Yeah, so if you guys are going to make a pledge, please let us know at info at inthefieldradio.com with your address, and we'll send you some In The Field Radio stuff, too. Yay. So real quick, before we wrap it up, I wanted to touch on, have you seen, because I know you're all the way out there and you got so much going on, but have you seen the meme where it says, take the, you know, would you take $500,000 or, or dinner with Jay-Z? Yeah. Well, title, which obviously is Jay-Z, tweeted out, take the 500K. Jay-Z does not want to have dinner with y'all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. Thought that was and hilarious. that conversation keeps coming. This is not the first time that I've seen that. No. And I don't know why this keeps coming up. Someone also made another one like, would you want 250K or a track with Drake or something like that? And I'm like, dude, we need to just stop. It's, it's not a Seriously. good question. Like, no one cares. And honestly, if you take this feature with Drake and do nothing with it, it will not help you. Please take the money. <laughs> Always take the money. <laughs> well, someone brought up an interesting point. They were like, you know, while you're having dinner with Jay-Z, like, who the heck said that he wanted to even talk about that? Maybe he wanted to talk about sports, the Nets, anything. Imagine he takes you to some place and dinner is like, you know, completely unaffordable to the average person. And then he's like, you got your half right. And meanwhile, you just let that 500K go. Yeah. Like who said he was going to pay for the dinner? There's a lot of questions. And Jay-Z is not going to meet you at McDonald's. So what what fast food do you think Jay-Z eats? Do you think Jay Z's on that wave where he's like vegan now and like totally healthy and like only eats vegetables and takes Styles P vitamins? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like he sips like uh, smoothies instead of alcohol now. You know, I don't know. Maybe. You know what's crazy is so. 
like Drake is the same way, right? And but the two of them, like, they're just so mysterious. Like, even when they do interviews, they don't really tell you anything. You don't really be seeing them out there much. There's just not. It's just they just live their live their lives very privately. So you don't you don't got no clue what they're doing. Like you ain't never seen like a Jay Z snap in the club. Yeah. Yo, did you see? Uh, speaking of Drake being weird, did you see? Did you see Drake's new vase? No. <laughs> he got a vase of a derriere and. But the derriere has obviously been augmented in BBL oh fashion. Lord. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. This man love him some BBL booty. I swear on Jesus. Oh my God. So everyone on Twitter is like, of course the vase has a BBL. And I'm like, why would that even be depicted in a vase? I can't right now. <laughs> the, the thing I think is, that's a good I note have to a end vase the show on. of like a bust. And now I want to go inspect the vase. Like, is this a natural bust? I don't know. Like, what would this be considered? Like, now I'm concerned for my vase. Oh, my God. I think we have to end the show on that note because I cannot. <laughs> like, Drake out here getting, like, BBL knickknacks. <laughs> so. I can't find it. You're going to have to send it to me. I'll send it to you. Apparently, it's a thing that he has bad interior decorating tastes. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Ah, so. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that autism interview. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with the interview. It's a little up in the air, but I, I have high hopes. So, hopefully, we'll be back with some more good content next week. Hopefully, we'll be back with Lady D. Need you guys to definitely keep her in your thoughts and prayers and make sure she comes home safe. Put yo good vibes out there or whatever voodoo. It's like, let me just stay where I'm at for a little while. Just yeah, a little for while. real. Like longer than a week. Absolutely. <laughs> I just want to sit down. Okay. But yeah, it was nice being here. Yes, so glad you're back. Me too. Well, back with the show, not back stateside, but y'all know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find us at In The Field Radio everywhere, in thefieldradio.com. Write us info at In The Field Radio, and we'll be back next week. It's 91.3 FM, WBKR, Poughkeepsie Independent Radio. Thanks for chilling with those chicks on Mondays. <laughs>